ever after true? I'm more of a chaser, really. Do nothing that is of no use. Welcome to Chaser After Truth, a Quidditch podcast by me, Alejo Enriquez. One thing that really separates top-tier Quidditch teams from newer ones or uh, less successful ones is really uh, the utilization of the personnel. Now, I would say that right away when you're playing a really chaotic game of Quidditch where there's not a lot of structure yet, the the keeper and the beaters, the one keeper and the two beaters, are really the, the, the entire engine of the game. Basically, like, when you have bludger control, uh, or you can create a no bludger situation, then your, your your ball carrier, who's probably your keeper, or maybe your, 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 your lead chaser, your largest and fastest chaser, is just going to kind of run at the hoops because there's an opportunity. And uh, the other chasers are... you're supposed to try and get open for a pass that's kind of the meta Um, but ultimately they're not uh, you'll see in teams that are struggling to put something together they really uh, oftentimes just kind of stand by the hoops and nothing happens and this is you know not to I think this is this is not trying to say anything disparaging about any particular team I think uh, I think any team where you you watch some game film and you see chasers kind of just running around stray around the field or just running to the hoops and then nothing happens and they have zero goals for the whole game that's kind of normal for a newer team and for uh you know a team that's kind of built around a sort of a direct assault and and i don't want to make it sound like i'm talking down on these teams because if you watch our game footage of the teams that i coached uh, that was not unusual for that to be the case some of our really really great players have few or no goals they were often uh just because they weren't didn't have the ball in their hand and the person with the ball in their hand couldn't get the ball to them they just went in for the goal and you know that it, that kind of it kind of sucks to be that person. i've been that person too so it kind of sucks to be that person that's kind of you know as you develop in skill hopefully you you learn to get open and 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 all of that stuff that's that's part of what you you said okay you learn how to get open you learn how the game works and you get open and your your ball carrier will see you and, and make a pass to you that's kind of the goal uh that that's the, that's the idea um but i really think that part of that team success is maximizing all of your players and giving them things that they can do that will produce results because Unfortunately, like the, all the Quaffle players are dependent on the beaters to, to get an opportunity. And then the other Quaffle players are dependent on the ball carrier to give them an opportunity. So you're kind of wait, waiting uh, for two levels of things to happen before anything good can happen to you. So what I wanted to talk about for a little bit was an alternative. Something else you can do with your wing, I guess we usually call wing chasers. The chasers who are not holding the ball in their hand. Because, uh, because, because usually what you see is all right. You know, here's your position. You get open. You rotate left to right with the ball carrier or whatever. And then when there's an opportunity, do you know run to the hoops and try and get open. So that the, the, the direction starts to fizzle out in specificity there. So what I wanted to give an idea for, uh, which is something that I've seen, and and I, I don't want to make it sound like I came up with all this myself. Uh, if you ever get uh, have plenty of time. 
you know, and you want to watch some Quidditch stuff, go on YouTube and look up the midline, which is uh, Ethan Sturm's breakdown of Quidditch. And some of the materials he had there was, was really good. Um, and I'm borrowing some pieces from that. But one thing that you really see good teams, teams that have highly successful players and, and their high scores, highest scoring players are not necessarily the primary ball carrier. They maximize their off-ball chasers or their wing chasers. And one thing you can do to maximize these chasers is uh, set up uh, off-ball screens. That's the magic word of the day, off-ball screens. So the idea is that if you have... Let's say let's say that you're you're a Quidditch team. You've got a chaser. You got you got a keeper, and three chasers. And one of these chasers, for whatever reason, is a very good scoring threat. This person has good arm, athletic, big background in sports. Uh, you know, able to to run through tackles or whatever. And let's say your keeper is also one of these people. So you basically have two scoring threats in the field. The other two chasers. Are, are, are likely to feel like, especially if they're new, because this is, I'm speaking to people who are new. I had lots of new players on my team. My team is usually made of new players. And so anyone who's had a team with a lot of new players knows that those new players on offense, it's easy to feel like chopped liver. Part of the remedy for this, of course, is to teach them, okay, so on defense, you're a big contributor as long as you're marking on someone. Don't let them catch a pass, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that, I don't want to downplay that. That's good. But if... You, if you can give people tangible things to accomplish, that they are actively making a difference and that they're like, rather than, oh, I don't know when to go, I don't know where to go, here's a thing you can do. You, have, you, 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 you let the setup, the defense set itself up. You're one, one or two of you, depending on what um, defense is being run, likely at least one of these, uh, let's say, less of a threat to score chasers is unmarked. Um, maybe they're behind the hoops, maybe they're not. Uh, it depends on whether the team's running man or 2-2 zone or whatever. We can get into those in a later podcast. But let's say one of these chasers is unmarked. That's an, and this unmarked chaser in the current meta of middling teams and uh, you know even some MLQ teams you see this, but especially in USQ, which is coming up, um, You'll see these players just kind of rotate around the hoops, uh, never get a pass to them. They don't. They partially because they're they're not yet able to see ahead far enough to tell where their passing lanes are. That's part of it. Uh, and yes, you could argue, okay, they can learn that over time. Yeah, but games are not always the best place to learn something. You have to practice that in practice. If you want to be useful immediately in a way that's going to be. Uh, more of a direct contribution you rotate around until you're uh, next in line to this off-ball chaser who is a scoring threat and some of this has to be a team mentality like uh, like okay this person person a is our ball carrier person b is off ball they're a major scoring threat they're they know how to cut they've scored lots of goals for us already They, they cut it in the hoops they got that timing, they got that feel, they got the hands, they got the speed and power, right? And we say, okay, player C, you're, you know, you. I see a lot of potential in you, but right now you're not able to do all the things they're doing. Rather than have you rotate around and wait for a pass that doesn't come, if that's not how your team is, is built, you have that player set screens at key moments, set screens on the defender who's on 
the off-ball chaser. And this is something that, that very good teams will sometimes do, and a lot of teams are not prepared for. And it can totally destroy the defense. So you suddenly have free chasers running to the hoops in, in a match, especially if you do a pick and roll. Like you set a screen, you disrupt their defensive spacing, and then you peel off and run to the hoops as well in a, in a slip from a different angle. Um, it's so juicy then to be able... And this is also partially encourages that ball carrier to make those passes when they start seeing people wide open because passing to someone who's kind of covered is a little demoralizing. So, uh, and, and speaking of someone who is ball carrying and is not great at, at making those passes, uh, just having people wide open just is such a big, good feeling. So that's that's something that you can do. And, and the, nice, the nice thing about the off-ball screen is that if you've got a new player who's kind of lost and it's like, all right, you give them, you don't want to give them too many instructions to fill their head with too much chaos, right? Like, okay, if you do this, do that. If they're not ready yet. They're, they haven't reached the level of complexity of seeing the game has, like, I guess we should say the game hasn't slowed down for them yet. Because uh, a lot of people who've been playing Quidditch for so long have forgotten what it's like when the game is really chaotic and you don't know what's going to happen yet at any given moment it's it's still too much for you it's it's uh there's there's kind of two components to this and the two components are one okay wait for the right opportunity and the opportunity comes from seeing the beaters engage so you're kind of one eyes on the beaters that's easy enough to coach but you still have to do it you still have to say okay watch the beaters pitch into the beaters and then if your beaters are communicating or your ball carries communicating that always helps too i think a lot of teams don't know how to communicate so that's something you can practice as well. And then once you say, okay, here's the go time, go and start setting screens. And here's another thing, fun, fun fact for you. It is, as of this recording, completely legal to set a screen on the keeper. So if you're like, okay, uh, our play is that our uh, ball carrier A is coming down the right side and then our wing chase is coming down the, the left side, and the keeper's going to pull towards the ball carrier, and then they're going to have to run across to the hoops to block the shot from the other side once they make that pass. You off-ball chaser who are not good at catching passes to score yet, and that is not your game at this time, go and stand away. Now, yeah, you can't do it until the beaters are, are engaged, because otherwise they'll just beat you because you're right there next to them. But if you just come in and interpose yourself between the keeper uh, and, that, and that far hoop... And you can suddenly, suddenly it is so easy to give a bunch of credit to the new person who is still trying to figure out how to. And I think when Quidditch was first invented, the, okay, so you're our smallest, newest player, our newest chaser. You don't really know what you're doing yet, but you're running around by the hoops and you catch a pass and score. Like when Quidditch was first invented, I think that was a good way to be like, yes, like, you matter. You contributed. You're a big part of the game now. But beaters are so much better than they used to be that like it's no longer a given that someone without a lot of practice can catch those quick passes for scores anymore. So I'm proposing an alternative for your if you're not sure how to maximize all your chasers. Give this as a tool in their arsenal to have your chasers contribute by gumming up the defense. And 
and it's something that they may not even be sure did i did i help did we we scored did i was i helpful everyone can be like yes you did it that was perfect that was a perfect pick you just like we practiced because you need a lot of positive reinforcement to keep new people coming back to quidditch at this point because a lot of people have been playing it for years and it's just so easy for a stronger team to beat up a weaker team that weaker team is those people just start quitting who you got to beat up now so help to help improve our community's uh, recruitment to help improve the performance of new teams and new players this is another tool that you have to try and and maximize your newer chasers this is the drill this of the is week. the drill of the week. drill of the week all right so another obvious drill of the week is going to be practicing the off ball screen uh there's lots of ways to practice the off ball screen i think the hardest there you, you need to actually know how to do it mechanically but then also the hardest part is in the game when everything is going crazy to have some signal for your brain to be like oh i remember this i practiced it a bunch of times right so because i've i've seen i've coached people on things and then seen them not do them in the game and i have to say okay it's because even though they know how to do that thing they haven't built up the right trigger the right programming to to activate it the right moment to say oh this is the, the moment when we do the thing that i practiced so those are two separate so what so what i'm proposing for the drill of the week is a three stage drill so stage one is just the mechanics of the off ball screen you have and, and you can kind of walk this through the first couple of times you have an off ball chaser on offense you have the defender who's marked on them, and then you have your other off-ball chaser who's free, free chaser, unmarked. Uh, and that unmarked chaser, and, and it can just be as simple the first time as just you got your hoops, you got your chaser out wide. They start to rotate clockwise or kind of clockwise around the field, around the, uh, the hoops. And then that other chaser, it just interposes himself and impedes the defender. For a moment like just practicing the positioning and the timing and the the stance the bending of the knees bending of the elbow right all of that assuming you do the uh, the one-armed contact version you can also do the basketball version where you just go both hands on the broom and just plant your feet that's also valid too uh depending how you want to do it but just that by itself can take a little time and you may want to rotate people. If you have more than three people, you may want to have lines. It's like, okay, go, 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 just person, next person, next person. That's all stage one, just the mechanics, right? You can also do this just with your new people. Just take your two or three or four new people and just run this drill, maybe with one experienced person to, to help guide them. Well, definitely at least one experienced person being the coach. Um, then stage two, is where uh, there's a pass. So you have, a, uh, you probably don't need the mark necessarily. You can just have your ball carrier like at a specific position or maybe they're rotating, right? Um, and uh, you do the same thing, but now there's a ball carrier and they make the pass and they make a pass to whichever player is more open in the right spot of the hoop. Uh, you you can include a keeper. You don't have to. Uh, it depends on your personnel. You can include a lot of extra people as you go on this, like add people, more and more people in. But you don't want to overcomplicate. You want to start with just the basics, and then work your way up, scaffold it up. And then so that phase, that that stage two, the level two, I guess you could say, is just adding the past. And then stage three is where you have a beater, 
and the beater has a bludger and what you do is when you the, everyone kind of works their space around the beater is in position over and then the beater what what you can now if you do this correctly you can even score on a beater who is live but it's very hard if your beater is playing all out so what you usually do to help program all of your chasers to dallas the time here's where we go is you have your beater drop their bludger uh, or put their bludger on the ground and they count down from a number like from five they just drop it and go five four three and then you know there's like okay now's the moment that now we have to score now now is our there's a no bludger opportunity and uh it's up to you and if you really want to it's just starting to get more into scrimmage territory but you can also just have a beater on beater situation to help your chasers learn what it looks like when there's a no bludgers but I think that like before you even get there, you want to add. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, mediocre coaching is just kind of trying to jump too many steps at once, going straight from step one to step five. Okay, now let's do it with everyone in. Like you know that you can scaffold it more. You should, probably should scaffold it more to give newer people uh, one thing to succeed at at a time. And so that beater drops their bludger, they count down, and then you know, okay, now's the moment where I set that screen and then we run to the hoops because now that chaser, it, the, the ball carrier is running free or is just breaking a tackle or something at this moment. So yeah, there's your drill of the week. Are you a seeker? A seeker after truth? I'm more of a chaser, really. So yeah, uh, that is um, the drill and that is the podcast. And I enjoyed recording this, so I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I'm trying I'm still trying different things out so if any of these episodes you really hate or really like let me know um I guess to some degree I'm trying to record for anyone in the Quidditch community but I'll always err more on recording for an audience of newer people not that I won't not that I I don't intend to have interesting things to say for everyone or for more experienced people but I think that our our new people are the future and uh they're worth investing in. So um, that's uh, that's my philosophy, and I hope it makes sense, and I hope you had fun listening. And that is the end of the episode. As always, you can reach me on Twitter at How to Play Quid, and you can um, listen to this on both iTunes and Spotify. But I guess you already knew that because you just listened to this episode. And uh, thanks for listening, and I'll tune in again next time.